As a thankful recipient of many, many skincare products over the years, I've learned to discern what is naturally actually activating my skin to rebalance and recalibrate on its own. That's what your skin is meant to be doing, and it keeps getting disrupted by all these choices that we make. So, when the founder and creator of Herbal Face Food reached out to me, I was all ears. I didn't know why at first. It turns out that Herbal Face Food is the most potent antioxidant skincare line on the market today, period. The raw plant ingredients in each of their products are never processed, never manipulated with synthetics or emulsifiers. These anti-aging botanicals are combined with the most precious plant concentrates, and they have changed my skin. Here's how. I'm going to talk about two of the products, the Herbal Face Food Serums and the Cream. The serums contain powerful phytoenzymes and antioxidants. These are activated and infused into your tissues. They hydrate and increase the resiliency of your skin, and they feel like they're plumping up your face. I use Serum 1 daily. I use Serum 2 when I'm tired and I need extra firming for my skin. And I use the X, which is also known as the Cure, for a small patch of rosacea that flares up every now and again, which you cannot see because of these products. When you feed your skin with herbal face food, you will feel real live ingredients at work. An activating flush, an invigorating tingle, some warmth, all of these are evidence of your skin healing at the cellular level and years of damage reversing. The cream is the most potent moisturizer I've ever tried, and I've tried them all. I live in the high desert. This cream contains 102 of the world's most powerful anti-aging botanicals and is also the world's first and only edible SPF <laughs> with a protection rating of SPF 50+. Plus. And this is accomplished 100% by plant power. And you can expect intense hydration, soothing for your tired skin. You can expect to see inflammation calmed and rebuilding of elasticity so your complexion looks and feels more smooth, and more radiant. Herbal face food is not plant-based. It's plant-powered. It has the highest rating on the ORAC anti-aging scale. ORAC means oxygen radical absorbance capacity. I never knew what that meant before. Highest, over 30 million on that scale. By contrast, vitamin C in skincare rates under 100,000. Herbal face food is using all post-consumer recycled materials and packaging. They use glass and aluminum, which is super easy to recycle as well. The products and packaging are 99% free of plastics. They contain no ingredients that involve the destruction or harm of any plant, animal, or marine life. These are 100% plants only, these products. These active concentrates are coming from the seeds, the fruits, the leaves, or the flowers of the plants only. These products have been a complete revolution for me. I know that you will love the way your skin looks and feels after using it even for just a day or two. And the best part is that Herbal Face Food has offered us, you, my community, a code to receive 20% off forever, ever. The code is capital E-L-E-N-A 20. Once again, that's my name in all caps, ELENA2020. The site is herbalfacefood.com. The code is all caps ELENA20. It's not just your first purchase, it's any purchase. You will love these products, and I am so grateful 
herbal face food for the change that you have made in my life. Thank you. Welcome to the Practice You podcast. My name is Elena Brower. Together, we'll explore and enjoy content and conversations around mastering transitions. In our relations, our wellness, our careers, our families, and especially in our missions and visions. You are invited to learn and love and listen with me. Welcome to Practice You. This week's episode is with Glow.com founder Derek Mills. And for the last almost 10 years, I've been a teacher on Glow.com. It has been a great privilege to be a part of this evolution. I didn't come easily to this work. I needed some convincing. I didn't want to be on camera. And I finally relented when I figured out that behind that camera was a world of humans who didn't have access to local studios, who didn't have access to great teachers. And my interview with Derek was very insightful and heartwarming and a real learning experience for me. So I look forward to sharing him with you. And thank you for joining us today. Here is the sweet, sweet founder of Glow.com, Derek Mills. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have the great pleasure of sitting with a true visionary, a dear friend, and someone whom I can actually officially call my boss for almost the last 10 years. His name is Derek Mills, and he's the founder of Yoga Glow. And it is now called Glow. We will talk about that transformation today. We will talk about a lot of different transformations today, but the first thing I would like to talk about uh, is your transformation. You've come a long way. When we first started, I'll never forget it, I was in my living room in Soho, and I was on the phone with Derek, and I hadn't met him yet, but I knew that a couple of my friends were on board with being with Yoga Glow, which was then called Yoga Glow, now called Glow. And I was not keen. I wasn't. I wasn't on board. <laughs> and I needed a lot of convincing. I was like, no, I'm not going to be on some online yoga, whatever. And yeah, I had to, I had to throw in everything I had for that pitch. But the more you talked, I don't know what it was. It was such a good moment of trusting and listening to what your heart was trying to tell my heart because it knew. And I did. And uh, I met you a few weeks later. I remember in LA at a party, yep. right? Mm -hmm. And I, I saw you and your sneakers and your face. And I thought, okay, that's my guy. I'm in. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> I heard you talking. There was a, a, a level of assurance and safety that I felt with you that I was very um, pleased with and grateful for. So. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. 
means a lot to me. I can't tell you how happy I am that I stayed with this because we're sitting actually in my yoga glow office where all the teachers hang out. It's a beautiful lounge. Actually, there's clothes hanging and a gorgeous couch and a rug and a table and all the things, a puja, a little altar and a fridge and a poof and fresh flowers from Derek's wife, Lisa, who is one of my absolute sisters and dearest friends now. Um, and this is home for me. And it's been home for the last, however, how long has it been? You know, I was going to look that up because I thought you might ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> I love that I, neither one of us knows. I think we, I think that first meeting might have been 2009, 2010. I feel like it's been a decade. That's my guess. Okay. Yeah. So let's stick with that. Um, the trajectory of change that has happened digitally in the space since you started, um, I just want to point out that you really were the first to create a platform that involved high definition, high quality ways to view yoga online. And you were the first to also include a class setting that was sort of, I don't want to say codified, but it was a way that no one else had done yet and has since of course been, you know, mimicked often. How did that come to be? What exactly was the origin of this whole idea? Well, let's just first acknowledge how badass you are. You've been filming for how many hours today? <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. Let's see. I've been filming for five hours today yeah. and it was all yoga, which I haven't done in quite some time. Yeah. So for everyone listening, like she literally just came from the studio into <laughs> the room that she referred to, which is... <laughs> technically our green room but it's painted white it's not green it's so good though yeah. in here with a skylight yeah so that and you i'm can, still in my yoga clothes by the way which right. you will never see so that you can shift from all those hours of, mm. of intense thinking and teaching mm. and and mm. transmission of what you do to this is 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 powerful thank you thank you and thank you for those kind words you know i i'm grateful that uh, you, along with so many others, have believed in in me and the vision and how we do things, and you know, we place a lot of importance on the the how. Yes, we do. What we do, we don't always get it right. Far from it. Mm. You know? But I love being in the struggle, and mm. I love learning how to struggle better. Yeah, continuously. Yeah. But to to answer your question, we have to go all the way back to my senior year in college. Where'd you go to school again? I went to a small school up in Tacoma, Washington called the University of Puget Sound. Oh, wow. It's so beautiful up there. Yeah. It's a beautiful little campus and wow. small liberal arts university. Yeah. I really needed that kind of personalized attention. Like for my, I majored in chemistry and for the, the Bachelor of Science, I did the uh, research component. So I had my own lab for a whole year wow. and I had my own professor as my advisor for a whole year. Wow. So I really needed that intimate one-on-one -on -one focus and so i was grateful to have that for sure but because it was a liberal arts university it took a lot of philosophy and this one course was on yoga philosophy and i was just blown away by this material we studied uh, you know many of the books and texts that, that many people would study in a yoga teacher training, training. yeah but having the experience of like spending a whole week just on a chapter in the Bhagavad Gita, for example, wow. you know, it was just at that age and at that moment of, um, impressionability and, and not knowing what I wanted to do with my life was, wow. was huge because 
<clears throat> he ended the class, the professor ended the class with this one question. And the question is, what do you want? Like, what do you want out of your life, out of your short time on this planet? Oh my goodness. And he went around the room and my answer, I'll never forget it because I, that's the only notebook besides some of my chemistry notebooks that I kept from back then. And I, I have, I can still, I go back and I look to the line that I wrote and I said that I want to maintain and cultivate my faculty of wonder. Oh my gosh. Derek, you were a senior in college. Yeah. It's so beautiful, so romantic, so everything. But it, I didn't know what to do with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, now we know what to do, what you did with it. Yeah, right? I basically set off on a seven-year journey around the planet and lived in different places, did a master's degree, met lots of different people. What was your master's in? I started in, in neuropsychology mm -hmm. and I switched to a uh, master's in business. Smart and yeah. smart. And to make a really long story short, because I know we don't have that much time together, I got to a point where I had a business prior to this. Yes. Uh, there was a lot that I wasn't doing. I felt there were so many aspects, so many dimensions of myself that weren't being exercised that mm. at 34, I, if I were to continue on that path, I would experience maybe those dimensions and aspects of self atrophying and not yes. being put to use. And I knew that in order for me to even be in the realm of experiencing some kind of fulfillment in life, that mm. I had to somehow bring all of those into a confluence and apply that all towards something that would be in service of something larger than myself. And I was going back to all the the books from you know my teenage years yeah. to college to journals to uh, uh, at the time I was constantly re refreshing TechCrunch and Mashable. I was fascinated by what was happening in web technology, uh, online video. You know this was early days YouTube and Facebook. This and is what fifteen years ago. This was two thousand seven. Right. Yeah. So twelve. And. I was also driving a lot from Manhattan Beach to Santa Monica to go to yoga classes. Oh, and I was who were you studying with then? I was covering the spectrum. I got it. But at okay. uh, this particular moment that I'm referring to, uh, Vinny Marino. Oh, my man. You know, that's great. I was a little addicted to that. For sure. That class. You know? For sure. And I was often kind of late. And Late to class? Yeah. Did he let you in? Uh, it, it depended, it depended on how many people right, were there, but, right. uh, I don't know what it's like now with him, but maybe it was a little more loose back then. I wonder. And we I, should both just go and show up in his class one day. That, that would be amazing. We should do that. And I was stuck on Lincoln Boulevard for anyone who knows LA, There's, mm. Lincoln can be really backed up. And I just had this moment of frustration. I was thinking, God, why, you know, why can't I just beam this class into my living room? And so I got to class. I couldn't wait to get back home to kind of to look it up to see if anyone was doing this. And when I got home, I discovered no one was doing it in the way that I had envisioned it. Yes. And to your, to what you were alluding to is I wanted to create the experience of being in a real class at home. And I wanted 
for people at home to experience students who were also falling over, who were sweating, who were, yes. who were struggling. Yes. And I wanted to do it with teachers who were committed to their yoga as their art in a way that I, that was congruent with how I had been exposed yep. to yoga. Yep. And so what you and I would have experienced on that first phone call would have been a bit of my story and why this stuff is meaningful to me. And yes. How, you know, that whole arc um, from connecting to that first question of what do you want mm. through to yoga ultimately being, you know, the, the, the constant excavation of understanding, like, like what do you want? And, yeah. and, and constantly being, you know, committed to changing and evolving the way that we want. And, uh, so the challenge was how do I bring together a whole spectrum of great teachers, not just asana, but also philosophy right. and, and, and package that all into, you know, one online experience. And, and what was fascinating was, you know, I, I used whatever little money I had, I, I had, um, from my previous business, I had pretty large lines of credit through banks and credit cards. And I, I just put it all together, hired a few people. And it was, it was a surreal experience. It was, it was going to happen no matter what the, the image that I have is if you give a, a seed sufficient water nutrients, ultimately sunlight, it's going to become what it's encoded yep. to become. It has yep. no choice. And that's yep. what the experience was like. And it was, it was incredibly surreal because I just dedicated everything and I put myself a hundred percent into it. And uh, it's been that way ever since day one. Wow. So for the entrepreneur listening, it really can start from nothing. And this really did. We now are beaming into, what, hundreds of thousands of households every year? Yeah. That's fair to say. And I can say for myself that every time I walk through an airport, uh, a foreign city, pretty much anywhere I land in the world, I am in some way stopped by some sweet soul who reports to me very often with tears in their eyes that, that I have been with them through their divorce. I've been with them through the death of their parent or their sibling or their child. I've been with them through some of the hardest times of their lives. And all because of Yoga Glow, these folks are having a better life, honestly. And, and it's just so impressive. Like I really truly am impressed with this story because I didn't know. I assumed erroneously that you had a bunch of money and you poured it into the equipment and boom, there we were. But no, in fact, it started from nothing. Yeah, uh, constantly have been on the edge. Wow. Yeah, no safety net. Wow. You can do it if you're listening and you're wondering if you should. That's our little <laughs> message to you. <laughs> yeah, I think the, the, the key is, is the, the convergence of, of uh, ability, passion, mm. and, and following that inner voice. And you also focused, I, I would like to point out, on the teachers initially. You didn't just focus on, at the time there was an Instagram Right. Facebook yeah. barely. And there wasn't uh, a, a quote-unquote following 
by which to measure the feasibility of a teacher. It was really just who, what, what was your, what was your barometer? What was your requirement? For success? For your, for your teachers. Like how, oh, I see. Because what I noticed, what we all noticed, is that you had a very specific vision about who was going to be teaching on this platform. Yeah. I was always and forever very honored to be chosen, but I'm curious to know what you were thinking. Yeah, so just back to your earlier point before I go into that. Mm. You're right. The, the amount... The, the, we receive almost daily the feedback from people around the world. I mean, it's so special that you were there for our town hall yesterday where, yes. where you got to, to, we have a part of our town hall where at the end we read um, sections of, of, or pieces of member love, we call yes. them. And yes. we get so much of that. And so beautiful. Like, like you said, the whole spectrum from you saved my life to you helped me be a better parent to mm. I'm less reactive at work, mm. uh, helped me through uh, an illness, a divorce, uh, yeah. pregnancy. Yeah, yeah, it's really special. So beautiful. And I have to say, um, just before you go on, that the the town hall meeting where the entire staff gets together and sits in a circle on their chairs and um, convenes was so awesome. You do that every other week, you said? Yeah. Beautiful. I hope that I'm here for the next one. That would be It was amazing. an honor to be there. It would be great for you to do a Q&A. I would die to do a they Q&A would, they would for them. To hear from you. Those are the people who are helping us get it. I get it out there. Yeah. You know, on, on the teacher selection process so back then i would also go to teacher classes mm -hmm. so i would spend more time with teachers uh lunches dinners Got it. uh deep deeper conversations so uh, even today we don't look at certain metrics you know just because someone has a lot of followers on one social platform it, it doesn't always equate to the things that people would think it should equate to yeah and so what matters more for me is that when people experience our service, that they're, they're, they're having an experience that we know is due in large part to how a teacher will show up in the teaching. Wow. And so, you know, a lot of that is like an intuitive. A lot of that is kind of feel, you yeah. know, a lot of that is like, how do I feel when I'm meeting a, a teacher? Mm. Like, like what moves you? What are you passionate about? What, where do you see yourself in the next few years? Why do you teach? Uh, how do you how do you maintain your learning? Just, you know, what are your influences? I mean, there's so many things I think that that really contribute to you know how someone comes across not just in a physical setting but also in a digital environment that right. you know th through that medium that they are able to touch other humans and not everyone has that gift. Right. You know, like you have that gift, like you through whatever medium you choose to do, like you, you create that bond, you create that human connection and people trust you on that journey. It's a very delicate, vulnerable journey often. And so, you know, when I'm considering a teacher for our platform, like these are all the, all of the things, all the different dimensions that, that I'm personally taking into account. That is very, very good to know. There are so many wonderful, I mean, when I look through the teachers and I take classes on the platform often every week, and when I look through, I'm always so honored to be amongst this crew. So thank you. Oh, we're honored that you're amongst the crew. Yeah. Um, the trajectory that we've taken now, I know we've moved offices, which was very mm -hmm. fun and big. Um, we used to be in one room in one office with one computer. 
And we still actually record into one computer. That hasn't really changed. I wouldn't call it a computer, but... Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a one database. You know what I mean? <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, it's a version of, of, of a computer. But we went from like this one room where it was sort of the Wild West and I would oh, show yeah. up and we'd be like, all right, let's record like five, six, ten classes today. Let's see how many we can do. Now it's fully planned out beforehand and every single piece of content... I'm so proud of, and I've worked on it for so long, and I yeah. really plan. I love this. Yeah. I love this change. Like, it makes me feel so good when they tell me, you know, a month in advance, two months in advance, this is what we're looking for, and I get to deliver that precisely. And in my way, I can't tell you how satisfying it is. Um, and I get to also field some requests from people who uh, want certain things, and I get to funnel that through and work with that too. Um, the change that has gone on since we started from more class-based uh, practices where people are in the room mm -hmm. to fewer of those, I actually like. At first, I didn't like. At first, I was like, oh, I miss the sort of vibe of all the people. But then I started to realize, you know what? I get to be more intimate with the viewer in their home. Mm -hmm. And there's something very special about that. From your perspective, can you speak to the reason why you did that? Or is that something that's more sort of um, not even... For sure. So yeah, what you're referring to is when we first started out, we were just turning on the camera and shooting whatever we would get. And sometimes even forgetting to turn on the camera. <laughs> that only happened to be twice. <laughs> you weren't the only one. And, uh, that evolved into, you know, I, 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 uh, not many people know this, but I did all of the non, non-social media customer support by myself for the first four years. I remember that. Yeah. I got to the point where my brother and my wife said, it's either hire someone or some people for this role, or we're going to commit you to some yeah. institution. Yeah. What was beautiful about that, though, I remember seeing you doing that all day, and I remember thinking, oh, my God, this is a true entrepreneur, a true visionary, a true, this person cares so deeply about the people that he's serving, and it was such a joy to be part of it in the early days. Yeah, thank you. I didn't, I didn't know you would, saw that back then. That means a lot to me. But remember you were sitting in the side room, always with your laptop. So sweet you are. <laughs> oh, my God. Just working so diligently always. But... Why I bring it up is it, it pertains to your question in that mm. a lot of our feature development, uh, particularly back then, was a function of what people were wanting, you know, the pain points, mm. uh, feature requests, uh, changes in, in the product experience. Uh, but we also got a lot of content requests as well. So in, early on, that was one way to start to begin to optimize the content portfolio and then yeah and then <clears throat> that evolved then into uh data so then data started to help inform because you know once you know we've we've produced uh, i think we've produced well over ten thousand videos so it's since. nine thousand six hundred and twelve as of today that was my last one because we slate everyone and i told uh I told Courtney to please let me know when you're getting close to 1,111 because I want to take that one. But I don't think that includes like courses, videos, and. I'm okay with that. that. It's just the slating. Yeah, yeah, no. But yeah, cool. no, if you but, include but, courses, it's well over 10,000. Yeah, yeah. Obviously. And, and 
I think right now they're only around 4,000 uh, on the platform. Correct. 4,000-ish. And the reason for that are, are varied, but we're constantly tracking what's working, what's not working. Yeah. And so the evolution has involved, you know, both like anecdotal data, mm-hmm. uh, quantifiable data mm-hmm. and part of that shift also involved switching from some of the more like you said public facing content where we have students in the room yes to content that was just one-on-one with the camera which is what you're referring to and then also using that as an opportunity to bring in more cameras. So like some of the shooting you were doing today, I think had four or five cameras in the room. We had one, two, four. And some people like one versus the other. Right. Uh, It it really depends. Some people go to both. We find that it depends on what people are needing in the moment. And, and that, is something that we're we're really focused on. Like, how do we meet you where you are, in, at your particular moment in time? Yeah. And you know, that's once you consider teacher style, level, duration, specific use categories, body parts, you know, et cetera. Like that content matrix then starts to become incredibly multidimensional. And so, to water all of those different dimensions all the time, mm-hmm. you know, person X might like a teacher why, but only enjoys taking that particular teacher's style at level two for 30 minutes. And oh, so interesting, yeah. You multiply that then across all the different need states that Whoa. all people have. And, right. and to figure out like which, which um, combinations to continuously water is you know, not an easy task. No. And, I even today recorded a couple of 90-minute classes mm. by myself. Yeah. I'd never done that before. Wow. And it was beautiful. I mean, I was, I had two amazing practices. My body feels incredible, but you know, it's something without people in the room. And it was really me and the future viewer Mm -hmm. crossing time. There Mm -hmm. was no, it was so interesting and beautiful. I happen to love it. Yeah. And stuff like that. Like we're always testing different things too. So sometimes it doesn't always work out. Let's see. Yeah. I, I think en- this will work out though. I enjoy it so much. <laughs> I hope that I hope that my people do too. Um, so just a couple last questions. Yeah. I'm I'm curious to know kind of where when you talk about the data, where you see the feedback um, leading into the future. I don't even know if you can speak about that, but I'm so curious to know like where do you where is it all going? Yeah, so you know ultimately and to go back to the beginning of the conversation, I, I am passionate about a future world state where we all live our true potential. Mm. Like if you take all of that yoga philosophy stuff mm. and boil it down to that, it's about, it's about tapping into what it means to be on that constant journey of listening to that inner calling and, and, and living into one's true potential. Yeah. Not someone else's potential that's been imposed upon you, right. not the potential that uh, is uh, adversely influenced by intrinsic or extrinsic circumstances. Right. Uh, and then ultimately to provide those intelligent tools that challenge people to live a fulfilling life. So that's our mission and vision. And the way we're positioning ourselves is to 
you know, in the same way that we are aiming through, you know, currently somewhat rudimentary ways to meet someone on their terms in their particular moment, how do we just push that out, out orders of magnitude in terms of personalization? Mm. I think that the future will be technology will know better than us right. what we should or would want to consume. Next. Yeah. Wow. And that's, that's the future that I'm setting us up for. Got it. There's a lot more to that, but I don't want to give I'm away. Sure. The, I don't want to give away the secret sauce. No, no, I'm sure. I will say that you know, I, I still have yet to find and see another platform that has accomplished what you, dare I say, we have accomplished for sure as beautifully as we have. Yeah. And that's something. And I'm very picky. That thank you. That means a lot because I know you're you're connected to a lot of people. I get you, asked you often. Yeah. And I'm always just no. Can't do it. Sorry. <laughs> I like it. I like it here. But, you know, it, it, and, and that's just not asana and meditation. You know, there's, no, there's, a, everything. there's so much more yeah. that falls under that umbrella of, mm. of what someone might need yep. in a particular moment that will help inform what it is they do along their health and wellness journey and, and how they parent and how they're, you all, know, treating all, their spouse and all of that, all of that, how they take care of their aging parents. Yeah. I'm so proud to be a part of this. Um, I don't have any other questions, but I'm curious to know if you have anything that you would like to share because a lot of the folks listening to this podcast are users of yoga glow lovers of yoga glow and um, are happy to know you, happy to get to know you? That's a great question. If you have anything, you can always think of it later and I can include it in the show notes too. Can I have a moment? Yes, you could take a long moment. And I'll say that for those of you that don't know about Yoga Glow, which is now called Glow, G-L-O, dot com, this is one of, if not the foremost platform for practice online, meditation, philosophy, asana, also lifestyle. And I have to, um, I'm going to tell you a little secret, which is that I'm going to be doing little promotional pieces on this podcast for glow.com. And I don't want to be paid. And this is going to be a part of my way to give back to you so that people really know about it and start to use it because it's been of such benefit to myself and to my family. Nice. I mean, there's, there are, gosh, I mean, these last 10 years, I, I've learned more about myself than I ever would have, I think, going down any other path. Mm. I, I, something that's really fresh for me right now is, you know, intellectually, I've always been fascinated by the human shadow the bag of stuff that we we put into a bag you know douglas recently turned me on to robert bly the, the, yes. book, the little book yes. human shadow so this is douglas brooks we're referencing right now was my first philosophy teacher rajanaka.com r-a-j-a-n-a-k-a.com i'm i'm just personally in a fascinating space right now where it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay yeah. to tap into aspects of self that are typically hidden or not wanting to have uh, revealed 
to mm-hmm. others and to do so in in my role and my position i'm i'm seeing such incredible benefit from not trying to force others to change but rather to change myself mm-hmm. and in so doing you know recognizing more and more of those moments where and i'm i'm not talking just all moments and i think practicing extending the space between being triggered and reflexively acting i think it's something that i've been practicing for many years yeah but the moments when it's most high stake mm. when like the core aspects of that which does not want to be seen or that which i do not want to reveal to others mm. you know there are some moments that are more high stakes than others for right sure and in those moments where i you know i've just come to a, a point of realization that you know some things just weren't working yeah. for me and you know it's almost it's almost a, a similar kind of moment that i was in 10 years ago where uh there was this fierce urgency of now to create the conditions for this company to manifest and ultimately move into some realm of its own self actualization i'm kind of going through another version of that i get it of myself right now at 45 and almost a little embarrassing actually to say that it's taken <laughs> taken this long <laughs> no But this is the time it's it's a fascinating moment and it's all still a little new for me yes. like the image that comes to mind is like uh, you know in these certain moments maybe i was like a hardened ball of clay whereas through the work that i've been doing on myself i'm now a little bit more like this soft mushy clay that can is more malleable mm. and more open to mm. showing up in a different way and uh in the moments where it is most high stakes uh you know and and and, and not acting in a way that will ultimately be so fierce that it shuts people down but does the opposite and creates um opportunity for curiosity and openness and learning and it's just it's just a fascinating moment for me and i can already see just how powerful that is in terms of how it's affecting those around me and uh i'm just i'm so grateful to be in the heart of this experience where i i i i get to practice that you know it's yeah. just a as a matter of course it's a part of your job right how lucky is that i get it that's what i'm trying to say right i will say that walking around here this trip i was here last month and i was here also very recently in the last year and walking around here this particular time i feel like there's a cohesiveness to the the entire crew that i have never seen that's part of what i'm getting at i get it yeah so your your willingness to be vulnerable i even feel it's coming off you your willingness to be vulnerable is actually changing the entire culture of the company yeah so nice so important if you're listening your assignment is to write down where and with whom you could be a little more vulnerable right now today and what would that benefit look like in the ideal That's a good way to leave everybody, I think. Before we go, I just realized that I didn't ask Derek the three questions which ideally I'll ask everybody but sometimes I don't. 
The first question is what needs healing right now in your life or in your space? Uh, physically, about a year ago, I started feeling this pain in my back. Mm. Turned out to be a herniated disc, mm. uh, which I, I realized after starting back up with therapy and, and doing some other powerful work on myself, uh, probably also uh, stems from other unresolved issues and pent-up anger and frustration and um, so that's the physical healing uh, emotional healing is releasing perfectionism releasing control over outcome yeah you know like, uh, in, in a variety of domains of, of my uh, world at the moment yeah you know lisa and i we've been going through a long fertility journey and that's been kind of a profound evolutionary consideration of what, what you know, I expected from mm. my, for my journey and just releasing a lot of the expectations around that in terms of outcome and being open to the flow of how it will evolve for us in the way that uh, ultimately will will be the best outcome for us, regardless of outcome, yes. you know, has, has been a pretty profound uh, little journey for me. Yes, we've all been there for that one. Yeah. What is your favorite view? I have a, a couple come to mind. Yes. Uh, you know my wife. I Lisa. do. <laughs> I love her so much. She brings me chocolate. You know. Sometimes she smiles at me with this this beaming light of joy where it's as if all of a sudden the meaning of life and all the secrets of the universe are just revealed in that beaming smile and I I I literally when I experiencing it when I'm experiencing it I'm thinking she probably experiences a version of joy that I just might not ever know like <laughs> no, you're gonna know it. You're gonna know it. I mean, it's it's really uh, it's really special. It is so special. Um, oh my goodness, you made me cry. <laughs> mm. I picture, just so you know, as a matter of course, I picture your baby in my arms, mm. often, on your behalf. It's gonna happen. Yes, it is. You know, I, I just like gosh, pulling up to a deserted point break surf mm -hmm. with the sun shining off the palm trees and the sun glittering off of the water offshore winds uh gosh that that's a direct line into play yeah. for me that's yeah, amazing that's a good one too and then you know another fascinating view like i was saying earlier is that moment between being triggered and acting and responding oh, wow. like that's a, a view into just these packets of encoded information that uh, there's so much information in that moment yeah. that it's, it's to say it's my favorite view would be a stretch because it's often a painful yes. and difficult and hard view. Yes. But to, to stack, to stack up those views over time and to stack up alteration and change uh, of behavior in those moments 
is, uh, gosh, that, and that's where the most growth, some of the most growth happens for me. That is very well said. The last question, what does prayer mean to you? Prayer, uh, like I said earlier, that the, the listening of that, to that inner voice, uh, the, the stirrings within, the, the inner calling. Uh, and I don't think of prayer as, as, I don't link prayer to like religious prayer. Mm. I mean, it has, has almost a little bit of, um, I have a little bit of a visceral aversion to it based on some early childhood experiences of sure. church. Yeah. But yeah, I think the prayer, I think what you're getting at for me is, is more that inner calling, like the, the, our glow manifesto starts off yes. with, uh, to you, the seeker, you listen to your inner calling to nurture wonder and curiosity to illumine your mind, inspire your heart with courage to kindle the fire in a journey of self-discovery. That's how our manifesto starts. You're a poet. I had no idea. I've read it a few times. You wrote that. To say that I wrote it alone would not be completely accurate, but it, it went through versions where I, I definitely, uh, yeah, it wouldn't have happened without me. It's very beautiful. And now we have it on the wall here at the office, and it's just stunning. Okay. Thank you again. Thank you. Lana. For being the best boss ever. <laughs> ever of ever. <laughs> and thank you for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it. Pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you for doing this. And it's, it's a great thing that you're doing. Yeah. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, AG1, for sponsoring the Practice You podcast. My listener, you've been hearing me talk about AG1 for some time. I think I've been taking it daily for almost three years. 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens in one scoop in the morning. The best way to start your day supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and longevity, the conversation of the moment. The taste is delicious. It's suitable whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. It contains less than one gram of sugar. No nonsense in here at all. It's a multivitamin that your body will actually absorb. If you are wanting to make an investment in your health and longevity, AG1 costs you less than $3 a day, far less expensive, and definitely less time-consuming than many different supplements. Reclaim your health, arm your immune system with convenient, delicious daily nutrition. And since you listen to the Practice You podcast, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-boosting vitamin D and 5 free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com forward slash Elena. Once again, that's athleticgreens.com forward slash E-L-E-N-A.
Take ownership of your health, my listener. And thank you, Athletic Greens and AG1.